0: All right, welcome to episode 10 of the At-Bat Baseball Podcast presented by War Media, where we give you our thoughts on the latest Chicago baseball news, as well as take a trip around the league. I am Sao Rodriguez, along with Miles Porter. How was your week, man?
1: Good week. Good weekend. Uh, you know, another, another, <laughs> another amazing week of baseball. There's a lot of cool things going on.
0: Oh, yeah, and just a lot of, like, controversy and crazy, like... Yeah. you know, things like the Mets, but we'll, 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 yeah, we'll get into that. And then, yeah, usually we start off the show now uh ever since last week with a, a little bit of a miles corner um, for the Milwaukee Jaguars, but he did not play this week. Um, I think I saw, I follow you. I follow you guys on, on Instagram. I think I saw you guys play like Wednesday night
1: or something like that. Yeah. Yep. We play hey, Wednesday, when, night.
0: Wednesday night baseball. Is that, is that common? Do you guys play a lot of uh, night, night games or is it mostly like weekend day games?
1: Yeah, you know, the further we get into the summer, the summer season, there's going to be more mm. week week games. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty common now, not too common in the beginning. So we're oh, going to okay. have a, quite a few of those. So
0: look cool, forward cool, to it. Cool, cool, cool. Bet, bet. All right. Well, we're going to start uh, this week um, by mentioning, oh, yeah, it, it's like uh, we were talking about it before the show. It is crazy. But it's our 10th episode, our first milestone episode, you know. Uh, but, yeah, no, yeah, ten, episode 10, um, uh, it's, you know hopefully we do you know a thousand more you know what i'm saying like yes, <laughs> so it's, it's it's a nice little milestone you know to have uh yeah. uh that's crazy i never thought i'd do a podcast like you know in, um in these last few years i i, I and we always talk about it off show i'm like um didn't know i had it in me and then I, watched, and I was like you know what let me let's get this going this year let's do it um and when war war media contacted me i was like Perfect timing. So uh yeah. No, yeah, hopefully too many more, bro. So uh this this uh this week we're gonna start off with the White Sox. Uh they played the uh, Blue Jays last week and the Rays over the weekend. Uh the White Sox are 25 and 27. Uh they are now actually um as I look at the standings third in the AL Central, which which is kind of gross uh for if you're if you're a White Sox fan watching this, because um, you know, the White Sox haven't you know, to be honest, haven't been playing terribly um, they were swept in that series against the Jays, but they actually, uh, you know, got a big win um, over the weekend against the Rays, two out of three. But they, yeah, they, they haven't compared to how they were playing, you know, earlier in the season. They're hitting better. Um, Their bullpen's looking a little better, but they, they're pretty stagnant staying, you know, second and, and third behind the Twins, who still have a four and a half game lead on the second place uh, Guardians. Uh, But yeah, uh, the, that J series, I mean, they, they were just dominated by, you know, a team that's just better. Like the Jays right now are getting hot. Their bats are getting hot. Yep. They're pitching like, honestly, going into the season, man, like I thought like the Jays were a team that kind of needed like another guy, you know, they needed like another pitcher, but now looking yeah. like after this dude, Manoa is so, is so nasty. And yeah, yeah. um, you can make an argument that he could be like their game one starter for a playoff series. Like. Gosman obviously is like their, you know, their, their ace coming into the season, but man, it's, he is really good. Um, uh, and also in that series, I mean, they also got Alexander Kirk or sorry, Alexander Alejandro Kirk. Um, cause that the catcher for the uh, blue Jays, Alejandro Kirk, that guy's a beast. He's hitting right now, like just raking. And, um, yeah, he was able to, you know, hit some bombs off the socks, but uh in that J series, uh, what did you see? Like what like what surprise did you see or or what do you think about the J so far and how they were able to beat the White Sox in this series so easily?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think I think the in terms of just watching watching the Jays, the Blue Jays in general, I don't think they're a team that scores a lot of runs. I don't think they're a team that really drives in a lot of runs, but they had a lot of timely hits. And, you know, obviously when you're when you're playing in Toronto, that's another very that's a very uh loud and, you know, to a certain extent, hostile crowd. I just think they have all the momentum. That's, that's, that's really it. And, you know, like I said, in the beginning of the year, when it comes to the, to the Blue Jays, this is a team that has no reason to not be up there with, with the Yankees. Um, And, you know, they're proving that to us right now. I think this is a very young team, a very, a very, you know, talented team that's starting to come into their own. Uh, And they're playing with a lot of that young energy, a lot of that young momentum right now. And the Sox were our team, you know, Pretty much up to this entire season, we're in June now, they are still trying to figure it out. And the Blue Jays haven't figured it out. The Blue Jays are very motivated, and they are not going anywhere anytime soon.
0: Yeah, no, and, and the thing is, like, I thought for sure the Rays are going to, you know, capture that second spot in the East. And, and they still could, obviously, but, yeah. I mean, just looking at when you compare both teams – um, Blue Jays pitching is just better right now. The starting pitching, particularly in, in the lineup, the Blue yep. Jays lineup, um, the Rays obviously have some injuries. They don't have Wander, um, mm-hmm. but um, and Brandon Lau, but yeah. So right. I, I, yeah, seeing the Blue Jays, it's it, it, yeah. Just two different teams right now. Uh, it's where the White Sox want to be and where they can be when healthy, um, but it just didn't show up and they weren't able to keep up. And the, and the thing is the, the, the first two games of that series too, like yep. the Sox, you know, those were two winnable games uh the games were close, but the the jays were just able to separate themselves um but I will say this too a guy that's looking better at the plate overall is has been jake Berger um who's oh, been yeah. more you know consistent at the plate and uh over the last seven games he's slugging uh six thirty um he's just hitting the ball hard in general. Uh, and then he's in the, I also checked it too. He's in the 96th percentile for max exit velocity. So yeah, yeah it's just I like, he's, he's looking, he's looking good. And the thing is too, I, I think I just saw an article too, where like, he's getting comfortable playing second base, um, which I think would be huge for the Sox because, you know, once everyone's healthy, once everyone's back, uh, if if Berger can stay in the lineup and and be in on be on second base because that's been a hole for the Sox like you know Larry Garcia Josh Harrison obviously haven't been doing much offensively so um if they can get Berger to be there and be you know a, a pretty um solid second baseman I think that'd be huge for them uh but yeah so they played the Rays over the weekend also and that was a big series when I when I when I saw them you know get swept by the Jays I was like they're probably gonna go into uh, Tampa and also get swept, or lose two out of three. And they were able to, you know, have a couple gutsy performances, including uh, a Jake Berger uh, go-ahead home run late in the game in uh, game two. Uh, They were able to win the series uh, two games out of three. Uh, What did you see from that series, and what are your thoughts on the Rays as a whole?
1: Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I truly believe that no matter how low the payroll of this team is, they are going to be good every single season. Um, something about the tradition of how this team performs is just, it's just, you know, it's so consistent and it's fun to watch. Here's what I, here's what I look at when I'm, when I'm looking at the Rays as a whole, This is a team that has a lot of very good timely hitting. Uh, I love Randy Rosen, I think he brings so much spark and he's an incredible, he's an incredible offensive threat. Uh, Kevin Kiermaier has never been an offensive threat like that, but defensively, obviously his presence is known around the entire league. Um, you know, I think about Brandon Love also another player that's not really an offensive threat. Um, so their timely hitting is incredible. Um, looking at Wander Franco, I think he's starting to come into his own this year as well. Um, you know, looking at all these stats right now as I'm talking. Yandy Diaz, another player who I think is kind of underappreciated and is starting to come into his own as well. Um, Manuel Margot, another player that I could list off. I think this is a team that obviously doesn't not hit for high average but that's okay especially in this time this in this you know, age of baseball and when they do have their chances usually they capitalize on. um so you know pretty pretty similar to the blue jays but this team is very i, think they're, I think they're a very solid team so you know you know, I think I think the Rays are just another team uh, who is just they've been there before, they've done it before, so they know exactly what they're doing every single series, especially against a team like the White Sox. They know how to dominate them, they know how to neutralize any energy they have and continue building on their own.
0: No, yeah. And and, and you know what's interesting too is I was looking at uh I think it was Bleach Report put out a uh their All Stars um uh as of right now, every two months. And yeah, dude, Manuel Margot is killing it right now. Like I was looking at his stats, I was like, damn, like Here's a guy that they got from the Padres. I believe it was in a trade or, or they signed him. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But uh, when I was talking to the Padres, I was like, "Oh, there's going to be you know a pretty good role player. He's speedy. You know, a guy kind of come off the bench. You know, whatever in the late game." But this dude's like starting for them and and killing it. So it's good. It's, I like those stories. And I mean, that's and that's thing. Like I know there's a lot of negatives we could pull out from teams like the Rays. You know, where it like you know when dating back to like you know Kevin Cash pulling. Uh, Blake Snell in the World Series and stuff like that. But it's cool to see when guys like that are able to uh go to a team like that, give them a chance, uh, work some science or whatever they do over there, um, and, uh, yeah, and just be successful. Uh, But, yeah, the, the White Sox were able to pull out that, that series win. That was good to see. Um, Overall, in that road trip, you know, they had great performances, again, from guys like Andrew Vaughn, who I think you can make an argument has been, like, their MVP, man, because, I mean, that guy's just been hitting – And he's been hitting 350 in his last 15 games in particular. Um, But also, uh, it's good to see the White Sox bullpen kind of, you know, uh, just improve compared to what they used to be at the beginning of the season. That was, I think, one of their worst spots, I think, when they were at their lowest, uh, besides their hitting. Um, you know, they were having, you know, bad performances from Liam Hendricks, who has now gone out there and had eight straight scoreless appearances, yeah. um, looking more like himself, Aaron bummer, seven scoreless appearances since returning from the IL. So, I mean, that's huge for them because look at the end of the day, they have those three guys at the end of the game, you know, they have, uh, Hendricks, they have, um, uh, Kendall Graveman. Um, and they have a guy like, uh, Matt Foster who's starting to be like, you know, they you know, their seventh guy or sixth inning guy. Uh, but another guy they could depend on but yeah when you have guys like Aaron Bummer who can also we, we've seen what he's done in the past if we can you know even be half that um, that would be huge for the Sox so to for them to you know look a little more like themselves I think is big yeah. Um, so hopefully that stays uh, you
1: know I think I think with, what I've always noticed with, with Bummer is that he's a very lengthy left-handed pitcher I think it's just kind of fighting, fighting that urge to kind of dance around hitters a bit. I think he has really good stuff. And even when, you know, even when you look at his ERA, it's, it's, it's still a very solid ERA. He's still pitching very well this year. Um, but sometimes there is a little bit of, you know, let me pitch around this guy. Let me dance around the zone a bit. That does lead to walks. Guys are patient. They are recognizing, you know, there's a ball that's low, if there's something that's too far in or if he leaves something up, a lot of players are recognizing that just because of the way his arm slot is with his windup. Um, so I think just, with with bomb, I think it's just you know attack the hitters. Don't be afraid to attack attack the hitters. I know sometimes the defense has been a little bit shaky. That does go into certain pitchers' minds um, when they are trying to pitch carefully. You know they they don't always want that ball to get put in play because sometimes you don't know what's going to happen. But uh, you know even though even though uh, you know I think I think you know in in general though the Sox had a great last series with the Rays. I think there's there's still some. Um, some dancing around that he's doing right now. And I think for him, if if, i was his pitching costs all the time, it's attack hitters more. That's all it is.
0: No. Yeah. And and I think also um, another thing in general um, with Sox pitchers, I mean, we know they have a, you know, uh, a good coaching staff, a good, you know, well-rounded staff when it comes to the pitching, uh, especially when you guys got, when you got guys like Giolito, Kopech and stuff like that, that are just able to put yeah. things together. So yeah, I think uh, whenever guys are struggling, I think they're able, they're able to find it. Um, and we've seen that so far, at least in the last month or so. Um, a couple updates on the, uh, on the Sox injuries, uh, Lance Lynn, uh, who has yet to pitch for the Sox in 2022. Uh, he'll make another rehab start uh, with the AAA Charlotte uh, Knights. Uh, he'll make, he'll make a total of three before returning to the South side uh, later this month. And then Eloy Jimenez uh, is working his way back uh, from a lower body uh, injury uh, in in Charlotte But before being activated. He will come back uh, and, or actually correct. I I read that wrong. Uh, He's coming back from a hamstring injury and he's getting his lower body strength back in Charlotte. Um, But yeah, he was supposed to come back. I think like, I think sooner than six to eight weeks, but he uh, looks like he's going to come back within that six to eight weeks. Uh, cause he got injured on April 23rd. So, um, I guess that's good. I mean, I, I always stuck to the, um, uh, stuck to my idea that he should, you know, play it safe because he's such an important part of that team, um, yeah. that, you know, for a Sox team that as much as like, you know, obviously they need him. Right. But they're still on the bubble to the point where like they can survive without him for now. And then, you yep. know, he'll come back and, and do his thing. Um, but, yeah, looking ahead, it's going to be a big week for the Sox at home. Uh, they got three games against uh, arguably the best team in baseball, really between them and the Yankees. Uh, they got the Dodgers, um, and then they got three against the Rangers. Um, between those two series, uh, what are you looking at between with the Dodgers and the and the Rangers?
1: I think it's going to be a tough series uh, against the Dodgers. Now, they're playing at home, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you know, I think the Sox do have that going for them. Uh, but the Dodgers, very, very, very dangerous team. Um, so they're going to come here looking to do a lot of damage. Um, when I look at the the Texas Rangers, that is a very very winnable series, but they are a pretty pesky team at times. Um, so you know, I, you know the the Sox are as much as they've been struggling this year. This is still a team that is more than capable of hanging up there with the hanging in there with the best. We saw that in the last game against the Yankees as well in New York. Um, so this is a team that I don't I don't I don't see a reason why the Sox don't pull out at least two wins. Um, but I, I I do believe the Dodgers are going to come here and and you know dominate pretty uh, you know with a lot of authority. Um, the Rangers come into town. Uh, very winnable series for the White Sox. Uh, the Rangers are, I don't think a terrible team, but they're also a team that is still building off of a few pieces that they have. So you know, uh, expect anything with that Dodgers series. But you know we should be we should be able to dominate the Rangers when they come to town.
0: Yeah and, and I think with with the Rangers too which I mean looking at them, them in the standings I mean 25 and 28 did not expect that at least at this point of the the season a plus yeah. 9 run differential but yeah, yeah no they they're still a team way far from from uh competing um but yeah no it's it's one of those teams that where you know they have the guys in the team that are able to you know win games on their own like Seeger yeah. and Simeon. when he's on obviously he's had a tough season uh, up to this point uh but yeah no I think uh the so- Sox should be able to compete with the Dodgers but ultimately, yeah, lose two out of three. Um and then against the Rangers, I think they could easily be a sweep or they just win two out of three um yep. against them. So I think if you win one against the Dodgers, I know you're at home, uh, so you're hoping to win more, but mm-hmm. even if you win one against the Dodgers, I think it'd be good, especially with the, the way in you know in the state of your team uh that the White Sox are in. Um but yeah. Okay, so moving on now to the Cubs. Uh they played they had a huge week at home at Wrigley. Uh, They had uh, a four-game set against the Brewers and a five-game series against the Cardinals. They had uh, two doubleheaders over the week. So they had uh, one against the Brewers on Monday and then one against the Cardinals on Saturday. Um, And to be honest, I mean, I feel like they they held their own for as much as they can. Um, They uh, won uh, two games out of four against the Brewers, and then they won uh, two out of five against the uh, Cardinals. Um, when, when I look at that homestand and I look at those, you know, those are the two best teams in the central, um, honestly, I look at that, you know, I look at those uh, two series and look at the Cardinals and the Brewers. And I honestly say, I'm not that impressed when it comes to the Brewers and Cardinals, like they're the class of the central, but at the end of the day, like how good are they? Right. And, and I don't know, I, I think the Brewers have, you know, as much as like, as much as their pitching is good and their hitting is we've always talked about can be a little bit inconsistent. Um. I don't know. The Cardinals look are, are looking like they could be better, especially with Jack Flaherty. Come back, coming back. Um, you know, the Cardinals could easily take I mean, They're a game out of the central right now. Uh, if you're telling me the Cardinals can win the central, like I'd believe you um, uh, just because of the state of their team. They have a lot of young, young guys that are coming up, but overall, man, I mean, when you look at these two teams um, and I look at the rest of the NL uh, with teams like the Mets, uh, the Dodgers, the Padres, like, I don't, I don't necessarily know how uh, the Brewers and, and Cardinals from all aspects um, can compete. I mean, the Brewers, uh, as much as, you know, they have got nasty guys from the pen, uh, honest, like it, they, Williams, I know he's come back from injury, at least last year, he had, had a tough injury. Um, it just doesn't look the same as, as he has been. I mean, he's got great stuff, but uh, as, you know, unhittable uh, compared to how he was before, not really. Um and, and I always think like Josh Hader in the seven game series uh, is not as scary as, you know, Josh Hader, you know, facing him every day, but yeah, I don't know. Like what what were you, what are your, like, you know, uh, quick takeaways from, you know, the Brewers and the Cardinals and, and just seeing those two teams uh, types of teams from the central.
1: Yeah. You know, I've always said with the Brewers that I, I think that they are as dominant as they are because they do play in the central, which right now isn't the most competitive division. Um, but you know, it's, I do. I do try to give them some credit as they do. They are a team that, uh, you know, has timely has timely hitting. Um, the pitching, in my opinion, I don't think is incredible. Um, but to to dominate in a in a division where you are expected to dominate, they are doing that and they have that going for them. This is what you expect from them. Um, uh, and, and, you know, when I'm looking at that series, I think I think this is, these are two teams that play each other so much that eventually you start to have someone else's number a bit. Um, so, obviously, the Cubs and Brewers are very, very familiar with each other. Uh, no matter how good the Brewers are doing, the Cubs have just as much of a chance to, you know, take two from them or win a series against them as it feels the other way around. This is a team that the Cubs are not scared of. And, and the Cubs, I think, also recognize that. The Brewers are as successful as they are because, like I go, like I'm going back to playing in the NL Central. Um, so the Cubs do recognize that, and especially when you come, when you come to Wrigley, it's you know it's it's, it's day and night. You, you know, if you have some of the most supportive fans in the world, so you're playing with so much, so much enthusiasm throughout each game. Um, so and, and with the Cardinals, I think it's very similar, but I think the Cardinals are actually a way better hitting team than the Brewers. Offensively, this team is very scary. You look at the season that Goldschmidt is having, the season that Aaron Noto is having, um, and then Brendan Donovan, who's broke out this year. Um, it's just it, it, this is a team that really knows how to hit. Uh, they don't have bad pitching, um, but I, I think their, their pitching in general isn't elite, and I think that is the main thing that is kind of keeping them behind the Brewers a little bit, but I, I I truly believe if the Cardinals find some sort of way to to bolster their, their rotation and bolster their bullpen a little bit more. I I don't I don't think the Brewers are better than the Cardinals. I just don't. I do, because then, then the Cardinals are more of a full team. They they can hit and they can pitch better. Um defensively, I think this is a great team as well. Um I saw Nolan Arenado make an error at third base when I was at the Cubs game yesterday. That's the second time I've seen him play in person, and I've seen him make an error both times. The first time was when he was on the Rockies. But I, I was, <laughs> aside from that point, this, this team is so um, is so well put together, and I think it's just a matter of, you know, trying to, trying to become a more full team, and the Cardinals have more than enough movable pieces to kind of enhance that because this is a team, in my opinion, that should not be in second place. Behind the Brewers,
0: they're just better. Yeah, and when you when you break down like the the series in general, and, and the thing is with the Brewers, and you're right, they do have timely hitting, and that's that's and that's key in the playoffs. I mean, we've yeah. seen it, you know, succeed in the playoffs before, like 2018. Mm-hmm. um Like so, so that's you know, that's it doesn't matter at the end of the day the, the numbers that you have, the OPS that you have in the October, if you can get clutch hits, I mean, that you can win the World Series. I mean, no. uh, but. Yeah, with the Brewers, it's like, yeah, you're right, and it's like they are, a lot of their success stems from the fact that they play in the NL Central, no. and like, and we talked about it too, also, uh, I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, there was a stat where it was like, you take out the Cubs, the Reds, and the Pirates, uh, and you look at teams' uh, weighted runs created plus, and the Brewers right. are last, so i think yeah. that's 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 so telling like that in yeah. that in itself like i still like i i i was uh surprised seeing that in like you know even to this like right now like just thinking about it is crazy to think about but it's it's really just yeah. the the proof is in the pudding type of thing um but yeah the, the, it's it, it was nice and yeah w- w- the thing too is like as you said, they see each other more, a little more familiar. And the Cubs are five and five against the Brewers this year, um, uh, which is which is nice because of the fact that the Brewers are in first place. So it's it's I think it's it's good for the Cubs' uh, confidence and stuff like that to uh, have a, a record like that against the top team in your division. And then also uh, with that Cardinal series, um, Cubs could have easily won that series, and they could have easily won Sunday night on Sunday night baseball. Um, you know, you know, going into extra innings, they blew that. They were, they were up three, two and, and they gave up a run and and, and eventually ended up losing five, three. Um, but yeah, no, the the card net Cardinals team, they just have that, that like, I don't know, just the classic Cardinal, you know, Cardinal way thing going this year, you know, (laughs) where it's like any guy comes up, any guy like could come up and be the hero that day. And, you know, Nolan Gorman, those type of guys, um, you know, I'm not surprised at all. But yeah, uh, a couple positive takeaways for the Cubs also was just the, the fact that Frank, uh, the Frank the Tank, continues to hit man. Ever since uh, he was sent down, came back after a day, uh, and he's a swish. He, yeah, no man, yeah, he's uh in the la- in his last fifteen games, he's got an OPS of uh uh one point zero one one, and he's yeah. slugging uh point six forty five. So he's killing it. Um, him and Wisdom have have been doing their thing. So, um. If the Cubs decide not to get rid of Wisdom, for example, which I said last week probably probably gonna happen, it might be one of those things like sneaky trades, uh, really between him, Happ, and Contreras that are probably gonna leave. Um, but yeah, it, it'll be still it'll be cool to have like Frank and uh, Patrick in the lineup just every day. I, those guys are just fun to watch. They're you know yeah. Uh, so um. Yeah and then also uh Caleb Killian uh, made his debut for the for the Cubs he's uh, the number 5 prospect and their top pitching prospect yeah. um and I mean dude when i tell you like it's it's just positive to see something from the cub side you know guys like well guys like Chris Morrell as well is just like killing it like guys seeing that for a cub season like you know that's unraveling right now and probably mm-hmm. you know going to lose 90 you know 90 to 100 games or whatever whatever it is yeah. um yeah, it's it's cool it's cool to see guys like that uh come up and, you know, do their thing. Uh Killian, uh in his debut five innings, three earned runs, three hits, six K's. Dude, his stuff looks pretty nasty though. I mean he K'd like yeah. two in the two in the first inning. Uh, he's got good like uh, uh breaking stuff, his sliders nasty, so uh, hopefully we'll be able to see him soon. They, they optioned him on Sunday. So hopefully we're, we're, we're able to see him either later this season or start starting, uh, 2023 for sure. Yeah. Um, cause he's 25 years old. So he definitely, um, I think he's ready for big, for the big leagues, uh, sooner rather than later. Um, Justin Steele, uh, had a great, uh, uh, outing on sunday uh he's been looking good i think it was really just that uh that seven run outing in cincinnati that kind of killed his, his era and yeah. kind of if you know if you look at his numbers you're like Eesh. but it's really just that main star in the over the last month that that's looked tough but he um on sunday went seven innings of one run ball only struck out one uh i think the card the cardinals were really just uh playing for contact there and and, and the cubs uh got, away, went, or, um, uh got away with it so uh that that was good to see. Uh, and also I saw I actually saw an article with uh, Justin Steele saying that he's gotten advice from from John Lester. John Lester, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah. um, if you want to get uh advice from any uh, lefty, <laughs> uh, you want to get it from John Lester. So, yeah. um, obviously yeah. that helped out in some capacity. Oh, and I'll ask you first about Killian and his performance over the weekend. What what did you see uh, about from the young guy?
1: Well, I think he pitched pitched pretty well. I think those first few innings when were pretty solid. Um, that one inning got away, got away from him a bit, uh, you know, right around the, the yeah, I was in the fourth inning. You know, I think, I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of the runs that were given up in that inning um, were just, were just young, young mistakes. Um, you know, the ball that, uh, that Brendan Donovan hit, I think that was actually a really good pitch. You know, just Donovan went down there and got it, uh, which is a great sign because I think that some of the pitch sequences that he was using uh, were actually very good. Um, but definitely, definitely ways to improve on it a bit. Um, I like that he wasn't really leaving the ball over the plate. I uh, just in that one inning, he got a little bit rattled, you know, that's really, that's really the, 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 you know, the moral of the story when it comes to a lot of these young guys that come up, uh, you know, to the big show and it's just, uh, you know, learning experience that I thought was a very good mature start, very solid for a first start and so much to look forward to when it comes to that.
0: Yeah. And I think with, young guys like that i think at any time i see a guy for example making his his first career start or just um uh, in general making his first start um it's all about the second time around the order and i think that the cardinals uh, were a little flustered at the beginning like i think just yeah. like uh, you know they were a little shocked uh, seeing his stuff and um i think the second time around uh guys like goldschmidt arenado they they, they you know they kind of knew what they were or they were expecting knew what they were expecting yeah. Um and um yeah it was just a, it was just a little more of uh of the way they adapted I think that played well for them later on in the game, uh but yeah great great first start for him, um and yeah like I said hope to see him sooner rather than later, um because he's a guy that definitely uh, could be one of the top guys in the Cubs uh you know rotation in the future and when we've talked about it before man I mean you look at guys like you know the guys that we have now I think nobody really gives the Cubs a lot of credit, uh but the fact that you know they you know have guys like Steele and guys like uh um Keegan Thompson um yeah. you know uh even man even Swarmer man that came up on um uh you know over the weekend um just guys like that in in in, in the, you know in the pipeline that you know regardless of their age not you know they're not tw- like 20 year olds but they're you know guys that were developed by the Cubs um I think it's good to see and uh hopefully that that's you know you know something that uh, will help the Cubs in the future, uh, you know, be more of a, a pitcher first type team. Um, Cause that'd be, you know, pretty interesting. And, and I think to what it looks like, they're going to lean on pitching from, from the pipeline and kind of like maybe, you know, sign guys. Like I know I saw an article from, I think it was Bob Nightingale saying that the Cubs are going to maybe uh, sign one of the top shortstops uh, in the off season, you know, like Trey, like Trey Turner. Um So who knows? It'll, it'll be interesting. I know, um, uh, also, I mean, what would be nice, and this is a conversation for another day, but I mean, Aaron judge is going to be a free agent too. Um, so that's something to think about too. Whoever, you know, signs yeah. him, um, is going to have a cornerstone for years to come. So, um, yeah. on on the injury side, um, we did, I did see, uh, in the last week, uh, that Brendan Davis, uh, underwent successful back surgery, uh, which is just, um, uh, uh, you know, um, unlucky for him. Uh, he did have a, a lackluster start to 2022. He had an OPS of yeah. 585, um, and it was just hitting 195. Maybe that played into it. I'm not 100 percent sure, um, but yeah, it, it it sucks because we can, I kind of expected Davis to be up this year, um, later this year, and it does it doesn't look like that's gonna happen anymore. Um, but hopefully gets a good shot in spring training next year and he'll be able to start 20, or, you know, start the season next year with us in 2023. Yep. Uh, Albert al he, uh, who's recovering from a shoulder injury, uh, he resumed light throwing on Friday and barring any setbacks, uh, say Suzuki should return, uh, this week, uh, which would be cool to see yep. because, uh, uh, talking about the series that are going to happen this week, starting, we're recording this on Tuesday, uh, the Cubs played two games in Baltimore, um so they'll be able to uh face you know that that whatever you want to call it maybe their their version of the green monster in left field uh and then they'll they'll travel to new york for three games so hopefully the cubs have suzuki back for that that series in new york because that'll be cool to see showcase them in new york and stuff like that but um yeah no to start off in baltimore um i think that's a one of those teams that how you were talking about the rangers how they're a little pesky and uh you know a lot better than people thought they would be this year Honestly, I mean. They compete with everyone in that division, you know, <laughs> and, and like, and like I said before, like, you know, uh, I have a buddy that's a Yankees fan and he just hates the Orioles because they just play the Yankees tough every game. Like it's like a yeah. playoff game. You watch, you watch the yeah. Orioles Yankees game and it's legit like a playoff game, but the Yankees <laughs> have been able to deal with them, you know, well this year as they've been doing with everyone. Uh, But, yeah, what do you think with these two upcoming series? I think they're a pretty exciting series, honestly, for the Cubs side of things, just because it's two teams you don't see that much. Um, I know next year with the whole uh, revamp schedule, we'll be able to see these teams every year now. Uh, But, yeah, what what do you think uh, the Cubs are going to see when it comes to the Orioles and the Yankees this week?
1: Yeah, you know, (laughs) the Orioles are a very similar team to us with a very, very similar record. Um, But I don't think that they are the same team. I really like Keegan Thompson starting game one. Um, I think he's gonna dominate. Um because the, that because these teams don't play each other a lot, I am very confident that the Cubs are gonna have a lot of success uh going into the series. Um, you know, I think it's a lot of just just go out there and dominate the the, the way that uh, you know you can. Um, you know, I'm looking at Kyle Kyle Bradish or Bradish. I keep I always pronounce it wrong every time.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that on him.
1: Okay. So <laughs> so <laughs> but so I'm going to say Braddish for now. If I, if I got it wrong, please correct me. Um got you. he so he's a uh, he he's another pitcher that's still really trying to find his way in the MLB. He's gotten a lot of starts. I've kind of kept an eye on him throughout the season. Um 6. like a 6.2 A2 ERA. Um he's K35 though. Uh Keegan Thompson's K38. So I think that there is a uh I think that there's a, you know, a good, a good chance that the Orioles do compete with us, but I, I but with, with Thompson on the mound and the success that he's having, and he he just goes out there and he's just so confident, and he's just he's just so, you know, he he has that swag on the mound. Now I, I don't see a reason why the Cubs don't win this game. Um, offensively, there's there's no one really on this team that stands out to me. I think there's still a lot of development, obviously with Adley Rutschman. Uh, I think Trey Mancini's very talented. Um, it's you know I've always liked Robertson Trinos, but it, he he's in the leadoff spot, but in my opinion, he's not a leadoff hitter. Uh, it kind of shows where the Orioles are at in terms of all their offensive side. Um, so you know, I think I think that there is I think there is a an interesting dynamic that you know that we can see throughout this series with two very similar teams. No, I'm not saying Trinos is going to lead off. I'm just not. It's just I think that there are so many different ways that this lineup is built for the Orioles that they are still trying to figure out how to keep a competitive edge when they're not playing a team that is within their division. So I think, uh, you know, I think the Cubs are going to have great success. Um, and it's just a matter of, hey, try to just, just you know, try to put the ball in play, just drive the ball to the gap. It's going to be very hard to be putting the ball over the wall with what they have, their version of the green monster, but I call it the green extension. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, it'll be, it'll be a fun series. I'm hoping the Cubs dominate both these guys. And, with, yeah. and, and when i think about the yankees as well ah i almost forgot to touch on them uh that might be a long series i think that <laughs> might be a long series it'd be cool to see you know some of the boys get reunited with with riz uh mm-hmm. i think that's what i'm looking forward to the most when it comes to that and his impact on this amazing on this amazing organization and, and what he what he did for the cubs and it's you know, it's pretty it's pretty powerful stuff, but uh, I, I I'll be very surprised if the Cubs take one, but I'd love if they take one from the Yankees. Uh, but I do expect it to be a little bit of a tougher series for them.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, with with Rizzo and, and Chapman, it's cool. Like you know, hey, even Glaber, I mean, it's a guy who was in the Cubs yeah. system, so it's cool to play. I mean, it's been a while since we played the Yankees. I think it mean, I think it was like twenty eighteen, maybe or twenty nineteen at the at the latest. But yeah, no, it's it's cool. Um, and I think it'll just be a good series for the Cubs confidence in general. I yeah, like if you could get one in there, that would be nice. But yeah. play you're playing, like I said before, with between them and the Dodgers, you know, arguably the best team in baseball. So yeah. um, I think it's always fun when you play like that because, you know, as a team that's not headed to playoffs, um, it's almost like a playoff series for you. So, uh, yeah, well, it'll be fun to see. Hopefully they can get, you know, the two games in Baltimore and then, uh, in, in you know, see what they can do against uh the top talent in the league. Um all right, so that will do it for the Chicago side of things. Uh looking around the league, a lot of stuff happened this weekend. I mean, um the Phillies uh, fired Joe Girardi. Uh Jordan Alvarez got an extension with the uh Astros of 115 million. So I mean for in you know nowadays in baseball with with a guy like that, I mean for me that's like 50 cents. Uh, so, uh, when, when you look at those two stories, um, w- w- when it comes to the Phillies in particularly, uh, do you think they made the right decision with Joe Girardi?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I think there was some, definitely some issues going on within, within certain relationships between the players and Joe Girardi himself. Uh, I know, I know Bryce Harper didn't exact, didn't directly say, uh, Girardi's name, but he he's felt that certain players should be playing more than what they have been playing um and obviously you know seeing seeing what's been going on this season with with this team on the field not too surprising not too surprising I would have loved this to see them uh maybe maybe give them a little bit more to work with in terms of the pitching um but you know this is kind of what I expected this year I knew this team was going to be very offensively heavy um and the last few games have actually been very fun to watch in my opinion but Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not too surprised. I think the Yordan deal was, you know, like you said, 50 cents and uh, we'll see what happens. I don't think this team is going to be competing this season um, unless they try to put some, a a few more key pieces around them, but it's pretty much gone the way that I expected it to go. We're a very offensive heavy team and uh, defensively and pitching wise, nowhere to be found. So, you know, there's always has to be one person you have to point the finger at, so they had to point it at Joe Girardi. And, uh, you know, if there's there some sort of issues within the clubhouse and, you know, for, for Harper to not take shots at him. I, people keep on saying that he's taking shots at Joe Girardi. I don't think it's – I don't think it's taking shots. It's more of just like a, a critique. Um, so, you know, if, if for him to be speaking out the way he did – that says a lot that there's just probably a lot more that went on behind the scenes that we don't know about. So I think it was a good idea. I uh, get a fresh new face in there and uh, you know, still a long season ahead. They could, they could turn it around.
0: With guys like Bryce Harper, it kind of reminds me of like LeBron or like, it's like their team. Right. So like, it's it, whenever yeah. you like, whenever, um, whether, whether you think like a, t- a player, uh, should, you know, yeah, like you said, like call out or whatever, like, if that's the right, word to use, but like critique the their manager. Yeah. Um, if anyone can do it, I think it's Harper, just because like you know how long he's played and and uh, that how long he's going to be there, and yeah. he's like the cornerstone of that team. So, um, yeah, no, I think it says a lot of of about or about that team and and uh, you know where that where they're at. But yeah, no, it's, it's disappointing, man. I mean, they got their their lineup is super exciting to watch, and uh, but it's just that that defense is is honestly honestly I can't find another adjective to use besides comical like literally like it's actually yeah. like, funny to watch like if yeah. you're a phillies fan I'm sorry but if you're like you know a fan from any other <laughs> fan base it's unbelievable like it's like yeah but uh yeah with the jordan deal I think it was cool to see the astros sign you know have like uh, uh one of their guys lock him up uh, just because like when you look at that lineup uh Bregman really hasn't been himself, himself the last few years compared to like what he was in, when he was an MVP candidate um and uh i'm not sure his contract status but i think when you you look at um that lineup their best player it's jordan so yeah, uh, they yeah. they did a, they did a good job uh signing him you know to to uh that deal it's you know fairly mm-hmm. cheap so um he's paid and they got him for a long time so it's yeah, good on man. them good for, him. Uh, good for him as well for sure and uh the angels uh speaking to another <sighs> team that's been falling apart uh, they're at an 11 game losing streak, uh, entering a Tuesday, um, and yeah, I mean, we talked about it. We want them to go to the playoffs. We're cheering for them. I think anybody who who loves baseball is cheering for Mike Trout to be in the playoffs, Otani to be in the playoffs. Yeah, but I mean, it's a still early, and they're so close to that. You know, and this is one thing. You know, because of the new playoff format, is like <clears throat> I think any other season you'd be like, man, these teams, this team is cooked. Like they could be easily like done. Um, you could, you know. Uh, put a fork in them but really this year with the new playoff system like they're i think a game out or a couple games out of the a third wild card spot so yeah. yeah they could yeah they could still sneak in there which is good and um uh, we want them to uh succeed so yeah hopefully yeah. uh they'll be able to pull themselves together but uh from your perspective uh what has gone wrong with the angels in this 11 game losing streak
1: oh gosh everything um you see you see mike trout Slumping, slumping pretty heavily. uh I don't think Anthony Rendon has really lived up to his contract at all <laughs> to this point. uh But but I think having somewhat of a more solid season, um Shohei Otani, as much as as much as we all love him, uh, I I do think that he can be better offensively. Um, I know <laughs> I know people. I know I know we all love Shohei so much, and we don't ever wanna we don't ever wanna get on him too much. Um, but I, th- I think for sure he he could be a little bit better better offensively. Um, I think it's just a matter of players are pitching to him different this year. Pitchers are pitchers are they they learned a lot last year, <laughs> um, especially you know with this with this two way beast that we have in Shohei Otani. So it's just it's just uh, a lot of their key a lot of their key guys are not are not what they what they need them to be. Um, I think I think center guard has done everything he could to this point. Um I I do I do believe that this is a team that, that can turn it around. I really, really, really like Joe Madden on that team. Maybe it's a little bit biased because of the because of obvious for very obvious reasons. Um, but you know, I like you said with a new playoff format, anything can happen. They're not out of it completely yet. But this is very, very, very ugly. Um but I, I I do believe that with the experience of this squad, they are more than capable of, you know, kind of just putting putting it back together. I really like Jordan walter I feel like he's not talked about a lot. Um, I know he's critiqued a lot in certain aspects, but there, there's just so many, there's so many, um, there's so many aspects, so many players in this team who I could who I could look at and just think uh, you know, this guy could be the one that gives gives this team the spark, or this guy as well. So I wouldn't count them out just yet, but this is very Very ugly to see and unfortunate to watch because I want to see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani on the same team, but winning. That's what I want to see like winning and winning consistently. So that's what I would love to
0: see. And and I think too, like when you look at Otani, as you were saying, like it's tough to get on him, like or to like, you know, criticize him. I think, but you know what? I think like when you look at his numbers this year, I think it just like proves or just shows how like how like once in a lifetime that season last year was. And uh, for me, hopefully mm-hmm. it's not like for for us, hopefully we get to see another season like that from him. He's still young, so we could, you know, but yeah. that, I mean, one of the best seasons ever, like in history, <laughs> like we've, it's, you know, it's obviously over said, but I mean, it's because yeah. it's true. I mean, it, it's just like, I don't think people realize how amazing that was. Yeah. You look uh, back on it and you appreciate it. You appreciate yeah. No, it yeah. Even more. Yeah. No, I mean, it was one of those things where like, you know, you like every time you turned it on, Otani was hitting a bomb, you know, it's like trout, Trout we know we know what we're getting with trout, right? We've seen it for like 10 years, but when you see Otani and like, he's out there pitching seven shutout innings, but then hitting two home runs too. It's just, it's, it's, it's literally one of the craziest things in all sports. So yeah, um, yeah, hopefully he can find it and he's, you know, he's able to, you know, um, uh, find his swing a little better and, and just, you know, put up the numbers we know he could put up. So um, yeah. So for the, yeah, for the angels, you know, tough stretch, but hopefully they'll be able to wake up as well and, uh, you know, get back to their winning ways. Still think that, that like, you know, like we said before, hopefully, you know, they're able to get into the playoffs, but yeah, it looks like the Astros are going to take uh, a stranglehold in that division um, and run yeah. away with it. So we'll, we'll yeah. see, um, from on the NL side of things, I know the, um, the Mets, we we're talking about the NL East a little bit with the Phillies, but the Mets, uh, are also just you know, dominating. You know, and that that in just in general, it's it's they're looking, you know, making me look goofy because I, I I didn't think that you know win a division, um. But hey, still early. They you know you can't you know count your chickens before they hatch. But they're looking really good and they're still you know continuing to win despite uh the little uh messy situations that are happening right now and 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 as we talked about before the show is. You said it, too. Like as long as, you know, they're able to play, you know, the way they know how to play and with the players they got um, and stay out of, you know, the drama spotlight, uh, then they'll be fine. And they're getting into a little bit of that, you know, drama because of um, Max Scherzer uh, getting bit by his dog and his non-throwing hand um, and Francisco Lindor slamming uh, a door on his hand uh so yeah so very metsy things uh but again they're, they're still winning though which is which you know yeah. which which is not something that not it doesn't happen every year when it comes to the mets like sometimes when stuff like this happens the wheels fall off and they start losing yeah. um but yeah like you know and, and like i said you said that before that as long as they you know you know keep their head out of the drama then they'll be fine what, what are your thoughts on, on the mets uh up to this point count when it comes to their winning ways but also on the Lowe's latest situation with Serzor and Lindor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, these are, these are two, two, I think, I think, I think very, very minor, minor things and kind of, kind of like unfortunate things as well. Like, like, like freak accident stuff that that took place. Um, So I'm okay with that. I I would rather, uh, (laughs) this is not bad. I, I would, I would hope that small things like this happen to these players instead of like uh, the other drama that takes place in this organization that, that they're known for. Um, so I think, I think compared to a lot of issues, I think this is pretty minor. So they have that going for them. So good for them. Um, but this is a team that is so well put together and they have, they have all come together. And, and I don't, I really don't believe that Peter Lawrence is being talked about. That. I really don't. I, I, um, what a year for him! His uh, 16 bombs, driven in 54 RBIs. Uh, we got we to appreciate this a little bit more, uh, batting 282. I think, I think he's been so solid for them. Uh, I think Mark Canada has also surprised them a bit uh, with a 302 average. Uh, he's driven in 20. But it, just, just the way he's able to work counts. And uh, Jeff McNeil, another example of another player who's been so solid for them. Um, and I love how these have been the core pieces of this Mets team for a good amount of time. Now, this core group of guys have seen a lot of winning, a lot of losing. Now they have some other pieces around them. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, who I I know, you know, people are going to look at his average and, you know, say one thing. I think he's been great. I think he's been great for them. Um, I think he's a perfect piece for this team. Uh, they're, they're just, they're, they're built. They're built so great belt different uh Luis Guillerme i think is another player who isn't who isn't appreciated enough um you know he has that role playing position but he is such a productive hitter and he can easily be playing every single day but it looks like he's very comfortable in that role position so i would keep him right where he is i'm not taking him out of his routine i'm not going to play him every day i'm not going to play him in the same spot you like being a role player you like you like moving around that's what we're going to do because that is where you strive and that is helping us win more so many, so many great things to point out with, with this New York Mets team. Uh, you know, and I not even talk about the, the pitching. Uh, you know, I, I, think, I think Cookie Carrasco hasn't had an incredible year, but he has been solid a lot. Uh, Chris Bassett, who's also put in a good amount of innings. He's gotten hit kind of hard. But the good thing about these pitches is that, that they eat up innings. They're able to go deep into games. So I think that is something that is great for them. Um, You know, starting pitching isn't like crazy for them, but a lot of their bullpen guys have been solid. A lot of guys who aren't throwing as many innings like David Peterson, he's been very solid for them. Um, So, you know, I love what I'm seeing. Tywin Walker, another example who's pitched great this year. So many different things I can point out with this team. And, uh, you know, the Mets, the Mets really haven't clicking on all cylinders. Super happy for them. Uh, I want them to keep it going.
0: No, yeah, and the thing is, when you talk about the starting rotation, is that they're doing this without Degrom and they're doing this yeah. without Scherzer because Scherzer, yeah. and, um, obviously Degrom's been out for most of the season, I think all of it now at this point. Yeah, but uh, Scherzer, um, uh, he's been out with uh, the oblique injury, um, which didn't the the bite didn't affect him in any way. But yeah, the the fact that they're doing that without these guys is impressive. Uh, still winning. So yeah. just imagine if Degrom was playing. So, um, yeah. So that and and that kind of leads me into my next my next uh, question for you is like, when it comes to the best teams in baseball right now, you're looking at you got teams like the Mets, the Dodgers, the Yankees, right? I, I, in your opinion, what what's more likely to happen: a Dodgers-Yankees series or a Mets-Yankees World Series? And what do you want to
1: see? Hmm. I realistically, I could probably see the Yankees and Dodgers, just because the Dodgers are a better experienced team in the playoffs. I don't think I actually don't think the Dodgers are better than the Mets, not at this point, not on this date, on this time. I do not think they're better. That can change in about a month or two. Um, but I do think the Dodgers are the more experienced team with the talent to back it up. Um, what 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 I want to see? I want to see New York, New York. I want to I listen. New York is such an amazing sports city, sports state, sports town. It is. If we get Mets and Dodgers, that it, it's going up. It's going up in New York, and I want to see it. Um, so that's what I am hoping for. I don't think it's very likely because I, I don't I don't know how this Mets team particularly is going to finish. But they do have some great pieces in terms of Scherzer, and hopefully DeGrom is back sooner rather than later, and hopefully the boys have fun so they can stay hot. But if that's the case, you know, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be incredible watching the Mets and the Yankees in the World Series, and if and if we do see that, I don't know. I think it's going to be the coolest thing in the world. We have got some of the craziest fans in New York, so you know I'll love to see the Mets and Yankees. But I do think Yankees Dodgers are more realistic.
0: No, yeah, that that just thinking about uh, that. Uh, excuse me, uh, just thinking about that Subway Series in two thousand. Um, yeah. you know, not you know, not, not knowing anything about it. I mean, I was like, you know, in like first grade or you know kindergarten. Uh, but I can only imagine what that would be like in general. Let alone now, man. It, it, just thinking about now in the social media age, you know, uh, just how crazy that would be with Mets and Yankees fans banter. Um, you know, so it. it I think I do. I think yeah. I think when they really look at it it would be cooler to see a Mets Yankees just because of the just because it's like New York it's the you know the capital the capital of the world when it comes to like crazy stuff like that yeah it's like of course but uh yeah the 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 Dodgers I think is ah, like you said more likely and uh even that would be cool as hell man I mean to see uh you know obviously the Dodgers uh, we all know they came from Brooklyn so like it to have that yeah. kind of uh i guess of um uh, reunion like that in the world series would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, west coast versus east coast. Yeah. Um, and then it's just like, just thinking about it, like, uh, not that we haven't seen this before, but just like, it'd be cool to see, you know, one day it'd be, you know, 25 degrees in New York and then go to you know LA to have a, uh, 81 degree <laughs> game. Uh, yeah. so it'd be, it's gonna be cool. And, um, regardless, uh, I think, uh, two of those teams are going to make it to the world series. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter Thanks. of who, and yeah, like you said, with the Mets, you, you know, you gotta see how they finish. Cause that's just how the Mets are. And that's how mm-hmm. they always been. You gotta, yeah. you know, uh, chill out with them until, you know, so, you know, the, till their season, uh, comes to a close. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of coming to a close, uh, that should do it for this episode of the at bat baseball podcast. Uh, our 10th episode. Here's to many more, uh, for Saúl Rodriguez, Miles Porter. Um, I hope everyone has a great week. And uh, take care, everyone.